Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week I got to hang out with Jillian Eliza. We talked all about her musical experiences, people she's open for, how she got started in music, putting down the guitar and picking it back up, and all about her musical journey. We also talked about all the music she has coming down down the pipe. It's going to be awesome. Jillian Eliza on the RCM Podcast. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Memory Country Music Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus, and uh, I'm really excited. All right, um, wait, wait, I am recording. I thought I wasn't recording. See, I haven't done one of these in a long time. We're gonna keep rolling. I'm not even gonna restart. We're gonna keep going. All right, so what I was gonna say is that it's been uh, about probably two, maybe three weeks since I've uh, done a recording. And clearly, if you're listening to this right now and you heard that I just said I wasn't recording, I'm a little rusty, and that's okay. It is what it is. We're moving yeah, forward. <laughs> yeah, we just got to keep going. Give me some WD-40. We're, we're being okay. We're doing okay. It's like uh, it's like my da- dancing moves. I'm like the Tin Man. Today, I'm physically and mentally like the Tin Man. So, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I'm super excited. So, thank you for coming back and tuning in. Uh, if you're listening and if you've listened to the past uh, episodes the last few weeks, we, we've been having a lot of fun. Um, we're closing in on episode 100. It's pretty wild. 100 straight weeks. 100 straight awesome guests and some uh, awesome conversations about country music and uh, kind of anything that kind of comes up. And uh, I'm grateful. So if you're still listening and you are not my mother and my grandma or my across street neighbor, I appreciate you. Although I appreciate those three people too. But if you're someone else, I appreciate you. <laughs> so uh, I'm really excited to uh, welcome in uh, Jillian Eliza today. And I'm just super excited. So thank you, Jillian, for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, we, uh, we we hope Jillian's dog's feeling a little bit better because he may or may not have thrown up right before we started this call. But again, we're good. We're good. Don't call him out like that. He's okay. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Don't sorry. He, he, sorry that that was that was insensitive. He's uh, he's sleeping right now. We're not going to call him out. He's, he's, a boy. <laughs> he's taking a he's taking a nap. Jillian, thank you so much for coming to hang out with me. Uh, I'm super excited. Why don't you uh, start off by by kind of uh, just kind of giving everyone a background about yourself. You're from Buffalo. You're a Bills fan. Just kind of tell everyone about you uh, for people who may or may not know you already. So I have been a musician since I was about 18, um, professionally, I guess. Um, I moved to Nashville a little over two years ago and to pursue it further. Um, I had a really good following and I did a lot in um, Buffalo and outside up and down the East coast, but I'm a writer and there's not really a songwriting scene in Buffalo. And that's, it's, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite things besides performing to do. So the most sensical thing was to move to Nashville. So now I live in Nashville and I play full time and I write full time and I have new music coming out soon and it's very exciting, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's um, it's always nice when you hear uh, someone that comes from uh, the cold tundra of the uh, of the Northeast 
and kind of goes and pursues their uh, their dream down there in Nashville. I uh, I love Nashville. I think Nashville is great, especially in terms of songwriting. I think that you probably can't get anywhere better when it comes to the mecca of songwriting. I mean, you know, there's there's so many talented people. There's so many talented writers. And, um, you know, every day I, I, I scroll through the social medias and I say, like, how is this person writing this song? Or, you know, how 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 are they able to put, you know, what's in their head? to you know paper or a computer in in terms of you know songwriting because i i can never fathom for me it never makes sense i i i i don't think i can let those emotions out on paper i don't i don't know how that that doesn't translate in my head um but i'm glad it does in your guys' head because it sounds great so um i think it's it's, cool. yeah, i guess I, I look at it like i have a, i've you know several funny songs um i have a song called hot mess it kind of makes fun of myself and you know how things, you know, fall apart sometimes, but, you know, just, I'm a hot mess trying to do my best. (laughs) (laughs) And then then I also have other songs that are a little more emotional and, you know, tug at the heartstrings and with the funny songs and the heartstring tuggers, it's just like, it's my diary, I guess, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, It's who I am. It's what I've gone through. And I mean, between being a hot mess or you know, a breakup song, I try to make what I'm writing relatable because I want people to be able to like feel something. Yeah. Whether that, whether that be a laugh or or a good cry, you know, there you go. There you go. I agree. I think that's cool. And I think, you know, what's funny is I was, um, I was listening back to a um, to an episode that you know came out a few weeks ago, and we were talking about the funny songs and like the 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 more joking songs, um, whether they be, you know like huge jokes like for the purpose of a laugh or whether it be more of like a lighthearted fun um like you said like a hot mess type deal right um so so i think that in terms of music genres you don't really see that in many other places that's a very big in like and, and i'm now now noticing that now but in terms of of country music whether you subgenre it or not in terms of you know, traditional or, or rockish or, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm just saying the umbrella of what we call country music. So um, I don't think you see the, the, the songs like that as much, like the fun songs and the ones that, that, that'll that make you laugh. And I love that there are artists like yourself that can uh, write a song that is fun and lighthearted and then completely do a whole 180 and flip the script and just pull on heartstrings. That's cool. I always thought that was cool. And I think that's why I love this genre and why I love doing this because the versatility is the best part in my opinion. Just me. I absolutely agree. So I have a couple, I have a couple songs coming out in the next few months. Um, Me and my producer, we just had a co-write and we wrote this absolute breakup banger. And he was like, Jillian, we need to release this like ASAP. It's so good. Like the, just everything about it. So we are releasing it. I don't know when this is going to come out, but we're releasing it within the next couple of weeks here. It's called Shredder. Okay. And I feel like, I think you're the first person to know the name of it. I Let's dropped, go. Come on. I dropped a little teaser of like um, a paper shredder sound bite cool. with like a VHS looking coming soon kind of thing. But um. Yeah, I think you're the first person to know the, the title. I love it. Bryce Wayne and I wrote this tune uh, with our friend Kevin, Kevin Busby. And um, we actually are moving up all my releases a whole month. 
because we're like, well, they're almost done. All we need to do is like mixing, editing, everything like that, automation and stuff like that. And the breakup banger. And then I have one heartstring puller, but I have two funny songs coming All out. Right. I like Hot one of them. And then I have a song called You Can't Afford Me. Okay. And it's a play on words like Ford, Chevy, uh-huh. Ford. Chevy. <laughs> so wait, what, what do you, before you keep going, are you a Ford or a Chevy person? Well, the song is you can't afford me because I love me a Chevy. Okay. There you go. And that's I mean, okay. I have, totally okay I have a minivan because I'm a musician and I need the room. So, but wait, it's a do you, Kia. Do you, so. do you bull around in a minivan? Like, is that your, is that your thing? Do you like go to the store in a minivan? Like, do you just do everything? Yeah. In a minivan? That's sick. That's um, so cool. I recently named the minivan. Uh, it's the struggle bus, <laughs> <laughs> which actually I'm going to, you know, don't plagiarize me. Don't steal my idea. Anybody who's listening, but I'm, it inspired me to write a song called struggle bus. So I that's like another thing about too. <laughs> I, like I like, I think it's funny. Cause we'll, we'll, we'll circle back into the songs. I just don't want to forget this. Not that it's that important of a, uh, of a, of a, uh, a point here because I love to ramble, but don't you think like growing up, I was always like, like my mom drove a minivan growing up and like most of like my friend's moms drove minivans. Cause that just made sense. And I was always like, like, why would you just, why wouldn't you just get an SUV? Like what part of you wants to drive a minivan? But then, but then I went to college and there was multiple kids who drove minivans just because like, I guess it was you either drive a minivan or you don't drive a car. And then I was like, I had a friend who drove a minivan and we all had to go somewhere one day. And there was like, I guess like maybe eight of us and we all piled into this minivan and we had all this room. And I was like, man, minivans, those are, those are some, those are some hammers of cars. I love it. They're economical. They are. They're absolutely economical. I think it's fantastic. And I think it's even better that you pull up to a place like by yourself. It's not even like you have a ton of people in the car with you and you just get out. You're just in a minivan. I think that's great. I think every time, every time I'm meeting, it it literally happened like two days ago. I was meeting my friend, Jake. He's a fiddle player. And I was like, beep the horn. He like, didn't see me. It was dark (laughs) out. And he's like, no way you have a minivan. And I'm like, what? I get that reaction all the time. And I'm like, (laughs) it's not like, you know, it's not like a Land Rover or whatever. It's a mini, the Kia minivan. And people are just like, hell yeah, you rock a minivan. I was like, I got a lot of shit to move. I love it. Cause like you got, you got the purple hair going on, you know, you got some tattoos, you know, you got the nice big hat and it's like, you're, 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 you're an extrovert. Like that's definitely what I'm catching right now. It's like, you know, you love to talk to people, well, you know, but you love to talk to people. You're, you're a very personal person and you just pull up in a minivan. I, I honestly wouldn't have guessed it. Like if I, if I was your friend, I'd probably have the same reaction. Cause there's no way I would guess that. What? Sure. Okay. Looking at me, what kind of car do I look like I drive? Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Cause like, if you were like, yeah, like I, Some people say Jeep. I do a, like Jeep. A, a Jeep, a Jeep could be a good one, but not like a new Jeep. Like I would, I would see you driving like a, like a, an old Wrangler, like a two door old Wrangler with like the old rims, but the soft top kind of looking deal. That's like maybe yeah. a little bit like, that's what I would see you driving that. Or if you like, were like, Hey, like I inherited my grandfather's 69 Camaro. I'd believe that too. Mustang. Must okay, fine. I'm a Camaro guy. That's just me. But Mustang, okay, I take it. But how can you how can you be a Chevy person and want to drive a Mustang? I like classic cars. My grandfather uh, and I, he, we would always go to cruise shows and stuff in the summer in Buffalo, and 
he had um it was a 1932 rumble seat car and it was like he was trying to fix it up and everything and it was like one of those like streamlined kind of like 1930s vehicle it had a, a bench row seat and then like the trunk there was this lever that you pulled and it like popped up and there was another seat yeah. so we would put all the kids in there go to the cruise shows and mustang sally is like mine and my grandfather's song and I my grandfather is like my heart and um I just my dream car is a baby blue like with sparkles uh OG Mustang with convertible <laughs> I love it that's sick that's so cool my dream car is a uh well actually funny you say that because my well now I'm now I'm my my attention span just kicked in right there but now but my uh my one of my best friends, his dad, recently, like within the last year, bought a um, oh man, if he hears this, and I messed it up. It's like an a, I think it's like an 84. It's a Corvette and it's like baby blue and it's Ooh. it's nice <laughs> and it's loud too. It's loud and it's crazy. And I'm just like, I don't know if I could, I don't know if that's like my thing. Like, I like I love cars and I love old cars. And I think that I would love to drive one because why wouldn't I? Like I've driven a, a Porsche 911 Turbo before, like a new one. And like, that was awesome. That was like the greatest drive of my entire life. And like, that's cool. But like, I think I'm more of like an SUV guy or a truck if I had to be. I don't, I've never driven a truck. I don't have a truck, but like the higher up stuff, I think that's for me. I think that's, that's, that's my idea. I'm five foot. So I like big vehicles. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I'm, I'm, I'm only a uh, five eight and a half five nine on a good day if i'm saying the right way so um but i like the higher up stuff i, I don't like the small stuff i don't know so i i always think i'd like a sports car but maybe i wouldn't who knows but it's there the the, the opportunity is there one day I always, I always say that the corvette is the uh is the dad <laughs> car like he's gonna get out of it wearing jorts and new balances <laughs> with his polo <laughs> Well, I I describe your friend's dad like to a T. Pretty much, pretty much. (laughs) I I really, I you you pretty much knocked it right on the head, and and he knows that too. But I also think that one day I'm going to be a dad. Like I'm going to be whatever the the new dad style will be in you know twenty years. That's going to be me. Twenty five years. That's going to be me. Guaranteed. (laughs) Guaranteed. Because Uh, I already do. I feel like some sort of like tesla model or something that i don't know i don't know if i like in, like 30, in 30 40 years it's going to be like oh the tesla is the dad car or something I fair don't enough know. fair enough i think that that as long as uh as long as dads are allowed to wear boots and like you know hats and kind of look semi cool then i can do that because i definitely never look cool but i look I think I look semi respectable to the point where you're like oh he doesn't know what he's doing but also not like look at his style because I wear boots in New Jersey and that's unnormal. You wear boots in New Jersey? Come on. Come on. I got two pairs, some pretty nice pairs too. I do it all the time. Haven't done the work yet though. Don't think I will. Not ready to cross that bridge. That's a little bit of a stretch, but, um, but, but yeah, I, I do it. No, no, it's pointed now. Uh, well, it's weird because like one of them's a little bit more pointed and uh, yeah, well, okay. So I have, I have a pair of like kickers that I don't wear that often that I'll wear to like, if I go to a bar or something and those are square. Um, and then everything else is round. Like I have a round Tacova and then I have this 
pair of um I, I don't even I wore them to a to a show in 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 this in New York City the other day, like a couple of weeks ago. And uh a guy named Gabe Lee was opening up for Brent Cobb and um Gabe was like uh-huh. Yeah, I uh great show. I actually went by myself, but it was a great show. And um I you know I, I know Gabe, so I went to go uh see him and and he was like, Are you wearing Lucchese's? And I was like, No, absolutely not. What do you think I am? Like, I don't have money to dish it this just out. They're customs from this boot shop here in New Jersey. There is an actual boot shop in New Jersey, like 20 minutes from my house. It's been open for like 50 years and it's run by these two brothers and they're awesome. Um, they're, they're, they're so cool. And uh, I went in there and they messed with the soles a little bit and they made them fit to my feet the right way. And I wasn't going to buy them. And then he like kind of, you know, messed with them was like, how do they fit? And I was like, okay, I love them. They're great. They're great. It's like a black cherry. It's so cool. So cool. So I love it. I love it. Thanks. <laughs> Let it rock. You know what I'm saying? Let it rock. Why not? Um, so after that long tangent happens, let's circle on back because that's what we have to do here. Um, so like you said, you uh, started, uh, you know, uh, being a uh, professional musician at 18, um, but you've been playing music before that. Um, you know, you, you, you've probably what you've been playing guitar since you were what, 13, 10, 13. Um, so I there's no like linear answer that I could give I always over explain everything um so I would fiddle around on you know my toy guitar when my grandpa was playing guitar with my uncle or whatever but I got my first guitar my uncle got me my first guitar when I was 13 and um I I didn't know how to play I didn't know chords or anything I would literally just like put my fingers on the fret and strum and if it sounded good I would go with it and write my own songs. I didn't know any cover songs. I didn't know any chords. Mm -hmm. So um, I'll circle back to that. Um, When I was 15, I got my first boyfriend and he was a really good guitar player. So I like would not play in front of him. (laughs) I was so embarrassed. I'm like, he's too good. I can't, I, mm -mm, nope. (laughs) I mean, I I've sang all my life. I've sang all my life. So I dated this guitar player and I just was like I just don't want to embarrass myself I don't want the pity like good job babe like no so I put it I put down the guitar and just focused on like music and everything well we him and I only dated for a few months whatever but didn't really pick up the guitar again when I turned 18 um or 19 I joined my first band and I started dating my bandmate and we were the front men of this band and I didn't have to play guitar. I didn't, you know, we dated for about three years. We did so much, um, so much shows. We opened up for artists. We had like a following um, with our band and everything. And when we broke up, I lost music. I, I couldn't play guitar. Um, I just bartended for like a year and I would fill in for bands that like their singer was sick or you know couldn't do the date whatever but um it a year went by and I'm like trying to find guitar players that would learn my set so I could start gigging again even just to do acoustic stuff and nobody would like you know commit or they couldn't or they just you know kind of fizzled out a year after the breakup I'm like you know what screw this I'm teaching myself I need this I taught myself guitar and I was playing out my own gigs in six months. So since then, it's been about seven years, 
seven years wow. that I've like doing covers and yeah. um, right when I was teaching myself, I taught myself three, three chords, three, four chords. And I wrote my first song on my own completely mm-hmm. with my old band and my, my ex, him and I wrote songs all the time, but I just, I didn't know how to play guitar, obviously. So it was very liberating. It was such a good sense of self and like, oh, I can do this on my own. Like I've always been a lyricist. I've always been a singer, but now I can do the whole thing on my own. And it's, it's a really cool, liberating thing to be able to do. And, you know, just, I mean, when you put the work in and you get the result and it's, it's good. Yeah. So circling back to being 13, not knowing how to play guitar or what, well, what I was playing. Um, when I started reteaching myself guitar, I went back into like all my songwriting notebooks and tried to decipher what I used like a number system, like six, three would be the sixth string, but the third fret, put your finger there. So I'd like tried to decipher, um, what chords I was playing. And I literally, I was playing like DCG. I was, I was playing actual chords and I had no idea. I'm like, man, I really do have a thing for this music thing, being 13 and just figuring out chords on my own. (laughs) It was a very cool like thing to go back and actually like translate those songs that I used to write and be like, wow, I was actually pretty good at this. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, uh, I try to teach myself guitar too. And trust me, I did it for longer than six months and I still can't do it. So to you, that's awesome. And, uh, I think that's super cool. And I don't know. I I also think that you're right. Like the, the ability to be able to kind of do it all. And, um, you know, whether you're doing, whether you're playing guitar at, at a, at a level just to accompany yourself or whether you're playing guitar because you're, you're shredding and you love to play guitar. I think either way, as long as you're able to do, or, um, you know, as long as you're able to kind of do it all and, you know, that's what you want to do. It's cool. It's a cool feeling because you don't need to kind of rely and you realize that, that also like, you know, the hard work worked out. So I think that that's awesome. And I, and I, I, I'm glad you went back and kind of did it. And I, and I think that's awesome that you went back even after you realized like, oh man, like this is a tough time for me. And, you know, um, like you said, you, you lost music a little bit there for a little bit. And I'm, I'm glad you went back to look at it. Cause I think that that's cool. And I think that sometimes people struggle with that and it takes a lot of uh, courage to kind of go back and, and give it another shot. So I think that's awesome. So congratulations. That's so cool. Um, so uh, let me, uh, let's talk about this. So, so you have opened for some pretty cool people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you've opened for some pretty cool people. The list is long. The list is long and it's some very, amazing names uh i'll just uh read off a couple here uh luke holmes um brett eldridge midland ash mcbride uh um, she was so nice Joe Diffie. I, I, was, I was playing this um i was playing this uh like festival yeah and she her tour bus like was right behind the stage so um and then there was like this tent where you could get food and drink and stuff and when we were done me and my band went and got food or whatever. And she had like just gotten out of shower in her, in her tour bus. And she came up, she's like, was that you singing on stage? And I was like, yes. Oh my God. It's so great to meet you. She's like, man, I opened up the window. I, I loved listening to you. I was like, trying not to like ugly cry. Be like, oh, you. like, oh my God, she's so nice. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I no, that's okay. That's okay. I love Ashley Bride. 
I love oh, her. She's so, they always say don't meet your like idols, but oh my God, she's amazing. She's so down to earth. She's so cool. She's so sweet. I but, hate okay. that they say that. I, I hate that they say that. I hate that because I think that some of my favorite encounters was, was meeting an idol. Like I, like, I don't think that, that I ever had a, a, I mean, I guess, I guess I shouldn't say that. Cause I guess maybe I could have a bad encounter. Maybe I got lucky, but, but I've always heard great things about Ashley Bride. Great. And I also think that she, and this is my opinion. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'll say it a hundred times after this. I think in terms of country music, she might be the greatest thing that has happened to country music in the last 20 years. She's such a good songwriter. My God. Like, the way she can piece words together, it's just, ugh, it, I can't, I don't have words. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> she can piece them together. You don't have words, <laughs> you know, it just works out. <laughs> but um, I, uh, I, I think that, that she's amazing. And I, and I think that's awesome that you've been able to open up for some incredible acts and just kind of, uh, you know, put yourself in that scene. And I, I think that that's, uh, that's always really important, especially for, for, um, you know, people who are, are, are focusing on writing the song and then focusing on playing out that song. Because if you look at this list, pretty much all of them, am I looking at it? Yeah. I literally all of them of the ones that I have written down are all also songwriters. And that's what ones you have written down. I'm curious. Well, Luke, well, Luke Combs is a songwriter as well as an artist. Ashton Bride is a songwriter as well as an artist. Um, Lee Bryce, same thing, even, you know, uh, you know, they're, like they're all, they're all also songwriters. So I think that's cool. Midland too. The Midland, Midland guys, the Midland guys. Oh my gosh. They are the nicest dudes ever. Okay. I'm five foot. There's a picture on my Instagram of me with them and at the gig that we played. And he is literally like a foot and a half taller than me. He is the tallest dude. And he's <laughs> He's streamlined too. He doesn't, he's not like gangly. Like he moves like suave for such a tall person. Yeah. It's oh my God. But such nice dudes, such nice dudes. Um, I actually, so the gig that I played with Joe Diffie, oh my gosh. Ugh, I am so thankful that I got to meet him and play with him before he passed away. He was so sweet. Oh my, my God. I literally like, so that was a festival, not a festival, but it was like a, a big concert. It was um, at that specific show was Luke Combs, Brett Eldridge, Lee Bryce, and Joe Diffie. And I opened the whole thing. And what a concert. I, I literally was like partying with Joe Diffie and his wife. <laughs> and they were so, they, oh, they were so sweet. They were so sweet. Uh, and then backstage, we also were partying with, um, and like jamming, uh, Nicole, uh, Luke's wife. Mm -hmm. She is, oh my gosh. So sweet. And, and I, I'm like, oh, this person's so sweet. This person's so sweet. It's like, I haven't really come across many artists that like are like rude. You know what I mean? I, agree. Um, I opened up for Thompson Square and they didn't really like interact with anybody really. They did it, their meet and greet, but like they kind of kept on themselves. They went right back to their hotel room, but they had just had a baby. That's so true. it's like, they're like full on yeah. parents. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, well, that was the first time I opened up for Thompson Square. The second time I opened up for them, oh my God, we were like drinking in the green room. It was Thompson Square, Jimmy Allen and Jordan Davis. Cool. Jordan Davis and Jimmy Allen on stage between the two of them finished like almost a whole bottle of Maker's Mark. Hmm. And you know, Jordan Davis's um, song, um, he ever singles you up, that one? Yep. Jimmy, when, when Jordan sang it, 
Jimmy was like, damn that hook. I love that hook. And he's like, Jordan, play it again. Just play the chorus again. And Jimmy was like, he's half lit. Like, oh my God, it was so funny. That's funny. Um, he had Jordan do the chorus again. Yeah. And then um, the round came back around to Jimmy Allen and he's like, I got this song. And he starts singing Jordan Davis's That's chorus funny. again. He's like, no, I'm kidding. He played his own song, but it was like the same chord progression. Yeah. And he snuck in Jordan Davis's oh, chorus sorry. in his own song. And then um, in between like all the artists talking and explaining there's new material and whatever, um, I forget his name, the husband of Thompson Square. Oh, He's yeah. I've actually singing. met him. What was his name? <laughs> they probably sang the chorus for Singles You Up like 12 times. And like someone would be talking and Jimmy would be like, hey, wait. <laughs> oh, crowd. Crazy. crazy. <laughs> so I think that song is great. That song is great. And I think all those guys are great. I also got to say, though, my I think my although everyone's like on a buy dare kick because it's obviously a great song. But I think in terms of uh, Jordan Davis, uh, slow dancing in a parking lot. Is yes. Yes. Because, well, also, because I'm like a sucker for I don't know if you're like this. I don't know if anyone's like this, but I definitely am. I'm a sucker for songs that reference other songs and or artists. I don't know why. It's just and like especially ones that I like because I'm just like. I don't know. It's just kind of cool. And like that one line in that song is like um, a little bar, a little Garth Brooks singing. She's every, or she's every woman. That's like one of my favorite Garth songs. So I'm like, that's oh, it. I like, that's all I need that. to hear. Like that's, that's all I need. That's all I need. Okay. That being said, do you like Johnny Cash? Yeah, of course. You like Eric Church. Uh, Eric Church is my, that's okay. That's music so, royalty for me. There's no one better. Since you have said what you've just said, I had the opportunity to sing backup vocals on my friend Bear Riddell's song. Oh, yes. Church and Cash. It's, yes. You know that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It is amazing. Do you Have you d done an interview with Bear? No. You need to. Okay. Oh, my God. He is the sweetest. Um, I, he literally came to my gig last night. He is He's good. Such a sweetheart. Um, he played Church and Cat. I invited him to play a writer's round here um, yeah. on Printer's Alley. Like, Oh my gosh, a year and a half ago. And he had just written that song with his friend, Stephen, uh, Stephen Ray. And I think that it was just them two that wrote it, but he played it. And like, by the second chorus, I'm like singing along with it. And like, by the third chorus, I'm singing on the mic, you know, yeah. it's a theater's round. We kind of all do that anyway. Yeah. And I told him like, have you recorded that yet? And he's like, no, not yet. I'm like, great. Can you please. Yeah, it's really good. I'm obsessed with that song. How did you find that song? I've been doing this for about a year and a half, maybe more. Yeah. And I'm around a lot of music every day. And, um, you know, so very, awesome very few I'm things so slide happy. under my nose. I'm going to be honest. Very few things. But I love that. It makes yeah. me so happy and makes my heart happy that you know Great that song. Time. Yeah, it's he's really good. He's really good. Written. Oh, my gosh. Him and yeah. Steven are such good writers. Um, Bear has a song coming out soon. It's called Xbox. Yeah. It is such a good song. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's Definitely awesome. Listen to when it comes out. I don't know when it's coming out. I think he just did the single artwork for it, but cool. Oh my God. It makes my heart so happy that you know of him. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I'm a, I, 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 uh, I can't even call myself a, a music fan anymore. It's more of a music obsession. So, uh, very, uh, there are, there are things obviously i you know you can't keep track of everything 
but for the most part, I'm, I think I do pretty okay. And, uh, if, if, if I, if I see something I like it, I'm going to remember it. So like, I like that song. I listen to it all the time. And some since like, it's guarantee it's on my phone. Like, I promise you that it's not like, that I makes li- heart so yeah, happy. I love it. I love it. Cause I love like, okay. But also I will say though, I don't know how I found it. I don't remember. Maybe it was like, you know, how, like when you scroll through Instagram stories and it's like sponsored ads, it could yeah. be one of those. I don't remember, but all I remember is seeing like church and cash. And I was like, this is interesting. And then it has like the, the, like in the album art, it has like the, like the names, like the right. Wow, yeah. And I was like, it's about our church and Johnny Cash. And then, and then I list, I like went to, I guess his Instagram and there was a teaser and I was like, this is cool. This is cool. <laughs> and it's cool because like at, at our age and you know, like I'm in my twenties and, and, and I think that, that a lot of people are, are kind of, um, Everyone kind of, no matter what you do in music, whether you're an artist or songwriter, or I don't even know what you call me, but something. Um, a professional audience member, a professional <laughs> music listener. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, we'll go with that. We'll say uh, media personnel, <laughs> very loosely. Um, and uh, I think we all kind of look up to someone uh, musically. Like, like, like my favorite memories are all are all music memories, and and I can pinpoint times in life where songs meant more to me here than like this song may may have meant more to me when I was fifteen, but you know when I was eighteen, this song meant more, or when I was twenty one, this song went, meant more, right? So, so I'm like pretty good at pinpointing those things, and I like how there are um, modern day artists now that people are saying could be the best that have ever done it in terms of, you know, like church. Well, cause I, I'm a church geek, but church or like Luke Combs or, or, um, you know, kind of like even, even like a Cody Johnson, right? Like, like, like people like that. I love that they're, that, that people are saying, you know, like these could be the ones that we tell our kids that it was amazing to tell you about. Right. Like my dad yeah. always talks about this person, that person, the Eagles and, you know, CCR and all these people. And like, we, we love all of them. Right. Like they're some of my favorites, but like, I'm glad that I have artists that I can tell my kids were just absolutely transcending and just fantastic. And um, songs like that uh, make me know that I'm not crazy and that other people agree. And I think that it's cool that like, you know, we, a lot of us have um, similar, um, you know, loves for some of the same artists. So I think that that's, that, that's awesome. That's me. That's what I think. I don't know. You either agree or you don't, but that's what I think. And uh, I, uh, I don't know. That's why I love this stuff. That's why I love it. So let's kind of, uh, you know, turn the, uh, turn the, the page here a little bit. Um, um, you put out a song in 2019, which was, I guess, your first single since moving to Nashville, if I'm, if I'm correct in terms of timelining. It was right before I moved to Nashville, actually. Okay. Um, but- I had, I had um, an EP that was supposed to come out and I just was so like unhappy with the production and um, I never released it. I really, I sold hard copies, but I never released it digitally. Um, And actually the song that you're referring to is called Heartbreak. Um, That big show with Luke Combs and Brett Eldridge, I just wanted to have something out on the internet because I was playing one of the biggest shows of my life, right. like 15,000 people. And I wanted people to be able to like go search on, you know, Spotify and, and see something, hear something. Um, and which is uh, smart. I, smart. I scrambled 
not scrambled, but I wasn't super happy with the production of it. I love that song. That song is like my child. I love that song so much. Um, my producer that I'm working with now, um, he, his name is Bryce Wayne. He's absolutely amazing. We're actually probably going to be reworking that one and re-releasing it like cool. within the next like year. Cool. But um, yeah, I have not released any music since moving to Nashville. But that's I've why I'm so excited about these new songs. I'm so excited. Yes, I know. I'm so excited. It's be great. It's going to be great. I think that's fantastic because your voice is so powerful and I think that everyone needs to hear it uh, on top of your songwriting. I mean, your songwriting, you know, like that, that's, you know, that's why you do music too. But, but in terms of your voice, like it's super powerful and very, very, um, very rock heavy, I think. And, and, and also with like a little bit of, a little bit of twang in there too, as well. So I think that it's, uh, that, that it's kind of what everyone's liking right now. And I think that, that that's awesome. And I think that, um it'll go where some places it'll go far so i i'm excited for these new songs i'm excited to hear from from you uh the new stuff and uh it'll be cool it'll be so cool right new music we love it we love it I'm so excited i'm super duper excited um even the new th the new stuff i'm writing um i was i was showing my uh uh bryce all of the old stuff and unreleased songs that i will sometimes play out and he's like you have like two years worth of material here that is unreleased that you've, you know, play sometimes, but we had like, got my work cut out for me here. And I'm like, it's just a good feeling. It's yeah. a good feeling. Also, not only that, but have someone like, I didn't know that song like A, B or C, these three songs, I didn't really, you know, I enjoy them because I wrote them, but to have someone else hear them and read them and be like you have something here it's a good feeling it's it's empowering and it kind of just get it gives me the confidence to you know find old stuff and bring it out and maybe rework it maybe it just needs a little tweaking here and there but it's just it's really good to have the support it, it, it feels feel good, right? it feels good right that's it it feels, amazing. It feels yeah. so amazing I like that. I like that. I think that, that, that that's important. And it's not always about, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally one for like, um, you know, do it your way. If you love it, go ahead and do it. Like I've always been that way. And, 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 you know, you really don't owe anyone anything. And if you're happy with the way you're doing it, then, then that's totally okay. But it, on the other aspect of that, you know, it feels great to hear someone say, I think this is awesome. Like if I sat here every week and did this and someone said, like, it's just, it's a pony show. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, why are you doing it? That would, that would hurt. But also I'd look at it and be like, well, like I'm doing it and you're not, but to have someone say, Hey, I think it's cool. Or like, even you to say like, Hey, can we hang out? That's for me, that's encouraging and you want to keep doing it. So I think that in terms of you and putting music out, if someone says, Hey, you got something here. You want to do these four songs. And then guess what? You probably want to go do another four. So, you know, it's like a continuous chain chain. And I like that. I think that that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I just think that it's fun. Hey, are you going anywhere recently? I, I see that you are a, a, a travel bug. Like you like, you go places. Yes. Um, don't I sit just, still. You, you like to do stuff. I do. I love to travel and see the world. And, um, I went to India my first time, like going out of the country besides Canada. I mean, I've traveled all over the, the United States and everything like that. And, um, but I went to India and it was amazing. And I saw the Taj Mahal. Oh my God. It, it was like 
just, I was in awe. I, I cried. I cried when I saw it. I'm like, I cannot believe I am here right now. It's always been on my bucket list, but you know, you know, we all write a bucket list of like <laughs> my bucket list is like places I want to go and things I want to see. I want to see the pyramids. Taj Mahal was on my list. I want to go to Peru and see the Nazca lines. I want to see, um, like Aztec temples, uh, Machu Picchu. I didn't think I'd be, you know, it's kind of a pipe dream until it happens. And yeah. I got to see the Taj Mahal and experience the culture of India. And it was absolutely amazing. It was so cool. Oh, it was so cool. <laughs> My friend, you are cooler than me. I'll tell you that. You are cooler than me. You are no. absolutely cool. It takes me takes me forever to get even out of the uh, even out of New Jersey here. So so you are much cooler than me, and um, I'm excited. I hope you get to go see a bunch of new places, and I, I hope you get to go travel and, and see all these cool things. And I'll just live vicariously through you. I think that's what we're getting. At. I think I'm just going to do that. That's cool well, with you. <laughs> if I ever if I ever you know make it when I make it, uh, you'll get press passes for everything, and you could come along on the tour bus. Let's go! Before. Come on! Why not? I'll be the Miller Miller Light guy. That's what we're going. There you go. That's right, Miller Light guy. We're only allowed to wear um, cut off muscle tees that say Miller Light with uh, cut off dad jorts. And That's right. Hey, I'm on. Wait, with wait, hold boots, on, hold on. With your boots and a cowboy hat. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Would the jorts with the boots be better than the jorts with the New Balances? Because I think so. With the boots and the yes, agreed. I'm with you. And then I'll I'll go out and I will uh I'll uh buy those pit vipers and I'll do that. That's what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's a look right there. That's a hell yeah, of a look. look. Julian Laz, you are one hell of a human being, and uh, I, I just uh, loved having you here. I love talking to you. Love hearing about all the new stuff and uh, all the new music that's uh, on the forefront here. So thank you for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. Uh, it was thank so you fun for having me. Of course, of course. And when the new music comes out, you know, and we let it marinate a little bit, you come back and we'll talk about it. All right? Absolutely. Let's do it, Julian. You are the best. Everybody, you can go follow Julian on uh, Instagram. Uh, at Jillian Eliza Music, all one word. Um, go take a look at um, everything she's got going on and stay tuned for that new music. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, her voice is amazing if you don't know it already. And, um, you know, just watch out. It's going to be great. Everybody, this is another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. Remember, rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. As usual, I'm Kyle Corbis. That's Jillian Eliza. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.